0: Today I have the pleasure of introducing Dr. Satley. Dr. Satley graduated from Blackburn College with his bachelor's degree in biology. He went on to earn his Ph.D. in microbiology from Southern Illinois University. Before joining the Division of Natural Sciences as a professor of biology, Dr. Satley was an assistant professor of biology at Mid-America University. He recently co-authored the leading microbiology text in higher education. Dr. Satley is dedicated to his research involving the genomic characterization and analysis of photosynthetic bacteria that thrive in extreme environments, Um, as well as the culture and characterization of specific bacteria from Antarctic lakes. As devoted as he is to his research, he's even more devoted to the education and caring for his students. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Satley. Good morning. I have some visual aids here, I'll just put these right here. Okay, well thank you so much, Becky, that was very nice. I did not know I would be introduced. I didn't know anyone knew me well enough, but okay. Well, um, you know, I don't have a PowerPoint to share with you. You guys see enough of that, right? Uh, I know I spend way too many hours of my life in front of my computer clicking little things on PowerPoint. So I'm not going to do that. Um, what I do have for you is something that um, I guess just kind of came to me, which is usually how these things happen. And I was, I was asked the reason I'm here. I mean, why, why on earth is a microbiologist giving a chapel address? Which, by the way, this is easily the biggest number of people I have ever addressed. <laughs> Um, probably, by like a thousand people or more, so thank you all for being here um, if i wasn 't so simple minded I might be intimidated right now but but hey, this is, this is all good right um, so okay well why uh, why am I here? Well, last spring I, I was contacted by um, Well, actually, this was a a, a complete shock to me. I I got an award last spring for outstanding scholarship. And I thought, okay, all right, that's great. Um, There's probably many other people more deserving than me. But um, this award was bestowed upon me, and and I was highly honored. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then later I found out there was $2,000 attached to that award. And I was like... Now we're talking. <laughs> now, yeah, it's gone now. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I I hope I'm am I am I overdressed for this? I I don't know. Uh, I ne- I've never done this before. It, it's okay. It looks good. So okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, <sighs> this whole thing. <laughs> Just just threw it together this morning. Uh, OK, um, well actually, I, I kind of wanted to uh, to pay homage to someone I greatly admire, and uh, that was Louis Pasteur, as a microbiologist, the great 19th century French microbiologist Louis Pasteur was looking at microbes when most people didn't even know they existed. So, I have long since admired Louis Pasteur, and probably you guys have too. I mean, you could say the same thing, right? I mean, you you probably had posters in your bedroom, Louis Pasteur, when you were nine years old, just like me, right? So, I'm sure you did. But anyway, um, I I received this award, and Dr. Bart Bruhler, asked me if I would, you know, uh, this was several days later, he said, oh, by the way, since you won this award, would you mind sharing in chapel about how you integrate faith and scholarship? I was like, okay, there's strings attached to this award. And, the, uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he said, oh, and also, if you could, you know, just put together, just throw together a research presentation to give later that night, too. Sure. <laughs> Sure, no problem. I got it, Bart, no problem. So, yeah, later tonight, this is the first of another presentation I have, first of two, so if you want to hear that, it's at seven o'clock, and I think it's in the Commons, but I I really need to find out probably, so anyway, (laughs) I I think it's there, but anyway, so um, this is not going to be a science talk, so if you came here and you heard microbiologist and you're opening your laptop and you're like. typing your paper for English or something. This won't be a science talk, but there is a little bit of science in it. What this is going to be is, I was asked to talk about faith, scholarship, and also I thought, uh, choices matter. That's the theme for this fall. And I'm thinking, what can I do to kind of put all of these things together and, and come up with something coherent? And I really don't know how coherent this is going to be, but <laughs> probably hasn't been so far. But uh, anyway, I thought, I can talk about opportunities that I have had. I mean, you can always talk about yourself, right? So um, I can talk about opportunities that have come up in my life that uh, through the years I can, you know, now looking back, being being a, an old guy now, I can look back and say, wow, God was at work there and there and there and there. And I've kind of had these opportunities come up, these scholarship academic type things and others. And at the time, I'm thinking, oh, man, there's no way. I, I'm not smart enough to do this. I, I don't have the skills. I don't have the experience. You know, there was always something where my brain was saying, this is not for you. And, and I struggled because my heart was saying something else. And, you know, my brain was going 100 miles an hour, and I was hearing these things like, no, it's not for you. You can't do it. And then I realized Satan can talk to your brain. You know, he can kind of throw things off and, and you can have a hundred thoughts at once. And I realized a long time ago, what I need to do is just turn off the brain, sit down and not really think, just feel, you know? So whenever you're, you're confronted with a big opportunity, like maybe a new job or, uh, or maybe a big move, maybe transitioning into something different in your life, It can be really confusing, and I've had several of those transitions. And I I always try to remember, stop, turn the brain off, and just feel. Because, you know, go with your heart. Your heart's not going to lie to you. Your brain can tell you things. Your brain can lie to you because Satan can talk to you. But Satan doesn't talk to your heart. That's where the Holy Spirit lives. So I just sit down and say, okay, what do I feel right now? And then I'll always have, you know, there's there's going to be something there, and I'll I'll just feel this urge like, okay, I need to do this. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it'll be like this just doesn't feel right. You know, something's not right here. So I'm gonna back off. And my head was saying, Yeah, go for it, or don't do it, and and it was all mixed up, but my heart wasn't mixed up. So the Holy Spirit's not going to lie to you. He will not lead you astray. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Now I do have to get a little bit of microbiology in here because that's what I do. And you know, I'm I'm one of those weirdos that likes to culture bacteria. So I have something right here that I thought, you know, I need to I need a memento of this. I've never done this before. So I, I need something to remember. So I have sterile swab. sterile media, agar media. This is culture media right here in a Petri dish. And you betcha, I'm gonna take a sample right here where I'm standing so I can preserve this memory. So just talk amongst yourselves for a second here. So I'll take this back to Ott Hall and put it in an incubator, and I will have a sample of the bacteria that I stood on when I came up here. Um, great. But I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I mean, you know, that's not too, you know, okay. I didn't want to leave you hanging. I want, to, I want you guys to know what happens. If you haven't had my course, you need to know, okay, so what's going to happen here? Well, I have a plate right here that I inoculated yesterday. Not from here, though. I've never been here before. so. I wasn't, I never stood right here until this morning. But I inoculated this one yesterday just to show you what can happen. And this one was inoculated from one of the toilet seats in the men's bathroom, one of the men's bathrooms in Ott Hall. So I did exactly what you saw me do. I'm swabbing the toilet seat, played it out. And I don't, you probably can't see that, but there, there's loads of bacteria on here. And you know, I, I'm pretty curious what exactly am I sitting on, you know? (laughs) um, So as a microbiologist, I gotta figure out what this is. I need to know what species this is because it looks like it's almost just one thing, you know, one dominant species that just grew like crazy and I'm wondering what the heck is that? So, now this is not something an amateur should do. Uh, Disclaimer, I'm an expert. Now, as you become an expert in microbiology, my friends, you, you figure out little ways to, to make things go a little faster. And, and actually, it turns out, one of the best ways to figure out what species you have on a plate is just to taste it. Um, no, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy. Every species has a real distinct flavor. You know, some taste terrible, some are bad. You know, Clostridium, oh, I will not do that again, but I don't think that's what this is. Um, but I have to know, you know, I mean, scientific curiosity here. I got to know, you know, so. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm an expert, okay? <laughs> Do not do this at home. Oh, yeah. That last little bit there, I thought I knew what it was. Definitely. This is salmonella. No, no doubt about it. No no doubt about it. And, and, you know, with salmonella, it's really not the flavor that's so bad. I mean, it's distinct. It's kind of nutty, you know. It's like a little bit of an almond Swiss cheese flavor. It's not too bad, actually. But um, the, the bad part with salmonella is the two to three weeks of severe diarrhea you get afterwards. You know, that's... Yeah, that's, I've got a rough couple of weeks coming up, I'm pretty sure, I better not get too far away from that toilet seat I sampled. Okay. Is this talk going pretty much how you thought it would go? Okay. Same here. Uh, Dr. Bray is sitting right down here. He is scared to death. (laughs) He has no idea what's going to happen this morning. I didn't preview this with him and it's going great. Isn't it going great? All right, great. Okay, um, in case my, my students are in here, you guys probably know I did not just eat bacteria, right? I mean, you're thinking, yeah, right, you didn't just do that. But some of you, I wish you could have seen your faces. You're like, what the heck is going on here? Who is this freak? Take my class. You'll find out all about this freak. Okay. Um, no, actually, that was uh, powdered sugar on orange jello. It's pretty good, actually. Better than I thought it would be. Have you ever had orange jello? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, where does, where does God come in on this? <laughs> this is a chapel address, right? So he's got to. Maybe I'll find a place to squeeze him in there a little bit. Okay. Well,. You know, this is all about opportunities, so I, I had to take the opportunity there to sample the stage, but opportunities have come up in my life, and there's kind of an ongoing joke in my church that if, if you need a volunteer and no one's willing to do it, just go ask Matt and me, and then quote Isaiah 6-8. He can't refuse then. So Isaiah 6-8, actually I'm going to read 6-6 um, through verse 8. I love this. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Don't you love that? Us. Like I'm I'm no theologian, but I think that's the Trinity right there. That's pretty cool. And then I said, Isaiah says, here am I, send me. And that verse right there has gotten me into more trouble at church than you would imagine. I mean, I I everyone knows that I if if you quote that, then I'm like, oh, all right, I gotta do it. Count me in then. So don't you love that? I mean, I, I like to envision how this thing, how these things play out in my mind when I read the Bible, because it helps me remember it better. And, And what I read just there was this angel took a live coal, a hot coal, and touched Isaiah's lips. And I wonder, okay, playing this out, the angel, notice the angel doesn't just pick it up. The angel has tongs. (laughs) So this thing's hot. The angel's like... Is this how it works? Where, you know, okay. (laughs) And, And then the angel, I love this. The angel then says, behold, this has touched your lips. You think Isaiah Isaiah needs to be told that? He's probably like, yeah, no kidding. It just touched my lips. You just melted them off my face. (laughs) But anyway, you know, I I don't know if this really played out and he felt this because ow, ouch, or if it was more like um, a vision he was seeing, like he was seeing this happen to himself. You know, I, I hope that's what it was because I hope he didn't feel that because, whoa, ouch, but it purged his sins. He was being refined by the fire. Uh, Malachi talks about the refiner's fire. So Isaiah's sins were purged from this event. And if it hurt, it's like he forgot all about it because he realized all of his sins were forgiven. They were gone. The, the slate was wiped clean. He was white as snow. So then what happens? He overhears the Lord talking. And, and the Lord says, who will go for us? You know, who, who will I send and who will go for us? Isaiah hears this and he says, oh, here, here am I, send me. I mean, he's like that kid in second grade, the one that's like, you know, that kid that always wanted to answer every question. Isaiah was like, me, send me. And that's how I've kind of, I try to look at things. You know, when opportunities come up, I try to say, okay, can I do this? Yes. All right. Send me. I will do it. But, you know, there are times where opportunities come up, and you just know that it's not right. And that's where the heart thing comes in. You know, you listen to the Holy Spirit. But, but most of the time, I have to say, I'm up for it. Let's do it. All right. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about where I've come from, how I came to be here. And, uh, you know, I, when, I was in, uh, when I was where you guys are, I was, I was a senior exactly 20 years ago. I was a senior in college. I was a biology student, and maybe you're not a biology student, but, uh, but you can relate. I was there, and I was, I was sitting there thinking, all right, I'm going to get this biology degree, but I had no idea what to do with it. And it happened. I got my degree, April or May, whatever it was, 1998, got my degree, <clears throat> and then I proceeded to do absolutely nothing with it. I looked for jobs, you know, and and all the jobs were in big cities. And I, I was a country boy living in the country. I didn't want to move to St. Louis or Chicago or Indianapolis. I wasn't up for that. So I did a little bit of everything. I mean, I built a shed for someone, and I wired a guy's garage, and I remodeled bathrooms. You know, I was doing all kinds of stuff, making a little bit of money, but I had no fulfillment. I mean, career-wise, I had this degree I spent a lot of money on, and I wasn't using it. That stunk. I hated that. Um, The only thing I had going for me at this time was I knew the Lord loved me. I knew he had a plan for me, I just didn't know what it was. And then also, the second thing I had going for me, I met a girl. I mean, the sweetest, cutest girl you could imagine. I met this girl and she actually liked me. It was the weirdest thing that had never happened before. I was like, whoa, where'd this come from? It was awesome because she loved the Lord and she was freaking hot. (laughs) I was like, man, I just won the lottery here. This is great. But, But there was one problem. There was a significant hurdle. And this was awkward. I mean, this is awkward in all capitals. She was my little sister's college roommate. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I went to visit, you know, on weekends and I knock on the door and my sister answers and it's like, so how are classes? Good, great, great. Is your roommate here? That's that's kind of what it was like, and, whew, awkward. So there was like a year and a half there where it was awkward. But I'm happy to say that I eventually married that girl, and she's still freaking hot. I married her, and 16 and a half years later, we have two little boys, Josiah and Samuel, and they're awesome, we're having the time of our lives. I love Marion. I love this community. Uh, Yes, I love Marion, you know. Can you believe that? I live like right over there. I live like two blocks away. I just walk here. So um, it's great. But but that two years of my life right out of college, that was all I had going for me. I was so unfulfilled in my career. I mean, I didn't have a career. So I decided I, I had put this off, but I knew the Lord was pushing me. My brain was saying, no, you can't do that. But my heart was saying, you got to do this. And I went to the local grad school, finally, which was Southern Illinois University. It's like an hour and a half away. I drove there, I went to the admissions office, and I said, well, so I got a biology degree. Uh, What have you got that's good? You know, like a doofus. the The lady was so kind. She could have addressed me, well, Mr. Doofus, but she didn't do that. She was very nice to me. She said, well, sir, we have a very good microbiology department, they are world renowned. And I said, huh, well, okay, sign me up. And, and she said, well, uh, well, it's not that easy, Here, here's the application and I'll need your driver's license and three letters of recommendation and your resume and your GRE scores and I'll need your passport and your birth certificate, your marriage license and your firstborn child. <laughs> You'll be proud of me. You'll be proud of me. I said, "There is no way you're getting my driver's license." <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, no, I still have my firstborn. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did this. I got into graduate school, and I, you know, when I finally realized, I, I said, "Okay, God." You're the boss. I will do this. I mean, when I graduated with my biology degree, I was like, I am done with school. All right. And, and it didn't take me long to realize I wasn't done with school. God had plans for me. And he has plans for you, too. And I'm not saying it's graduate school. It might, be, it might be graduate school. It might be getting a job somewhere. It might be medical missions. It might be any kind of missions. I don't know. But he has a plan for you, too. And for two years, I, I didn't know what it was, and I hated it but I got into graduate school and it opened so many doors for me. I, I got in with uh, a researcher who was doing Antarctic research. I went to Antarctica three times. I went down there, you know, the big red parka and all that. I was there and uh, it's an awesome place. I mean, the majesty of God, you just, you cannot take a bad picture in Antarctica. I'm not a photographer, but Antarctica made me look like one. <laughs> You can't take a bad picture, it's awesome. So I did that and that led to several papers, um, scholarly research papers. Never thought I would write one of those. Me, an author? Seriously? Yeah, it happened. And, and I got my degree. I mean, I, when I decided, okay, I'm doing this, I, I didn't go for a master's, I just jumped in with both feet and said, all right, PhD, here we go. And it happened, it actually happened. Uh, They must just give those things away to anyone. I I can't figure it out. Uh, Anyway, so I got that and then it led to a postdoc, a postdoctoral research assignment. I went to Washington University in St. Louis. By that time, I, I would resign myself to moving to a city. So I did that, I moved to St. Louis. Huge Cardinals fan, any Cardinals fans? Thanks guys. Thanks both of you, that was great. Okay, so I I went there and I had a great opportunity to do genomics research with a a world-renowned scientist. I mean, everyone in in genomics and photosynthesis knows this guy's name. How did this happen? I just took the plunge. I said, okay, God, I'm doing this, so I'm going to leave it to you and and you make it happen. I'll do my part, but I'm going to let you make it happen, and he did. And, and I went on to Mid-American Nazarene University. I taught there for two years. It was a wonderful experience. Good, good people. It's one of our sister colleges, sister schools. And um, it was great. I, I published some papers with students. I have since published papers with students here. And uh, what brought me here, actually, was we had our firstborn. <laughs> Josiah was born out in Kansas, and the grandparents were way too far away. So, so um, this job came open, and I came here, eight years ago I've been here for eight years now almost and it has been a great experience so I I just want to thank you guys and and leave you with this you know when you are faced with a decision and an opportunity don't get your don't do the zipper thing yet not yet okay we got time but by my pocket watch (laughs) my watch says we've got a few minutes folks I'm gonna use it. Okay, so when you are faced with a decision and you don't know what to do, sit down, force yourself to be calm, turn your mind off and listen to your heart. The Holy Spirit will not lead you astray. And it will lead to big things that you never would have thought you could do. And I am not kidding, I am living proof. And as a final thing to leave you guys, I wanted to do something to make this memorable for you and me too. And I thought, you know, I should practice what I preach. How could I use this venue to show you that when an opportunity comes up, I'm Isaiah, here I am, send me, what can I do?